Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Mark chapter 16 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Then we're going to review the key takeaways and we're going to end our session as always with a short prayer. So let's get started. Jesus has risen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And be wild. The woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. But when they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. They returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Very well, now let us look at the key takeaways from this lesson. Mary Magdalene and Mary of James and Salome came out to anoint the body of Jesus. Let's keep in mind that the Jews did not embalm their dead as it was Egyptian custom. Instead, they simply anointed the body to offset the stench of the decaying body. And they did this out of love. They were astonished when they found the stone rolled away from the, do from the door of the sepulcher. And inside they found two angels in the tomb. And one said to them, as we read in Mark sixteen six, And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. They continue saying, But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There should you see him, as he said unto you. Now, our second takeaway is that Jesus first appeared to Mary Magdalene. He then appears to other disciples as they walk about the country. 
Um, he also appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating supper. And we see Jesus giving them, at the end, the Great Commission, which is uh, restated in Mark 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And in verse 16, He that believeth and is baptized should be saved, but he that believeth should not be damned. So in other words, this is telling us that only faith is the essential component for salvation. That is why baptism is not mentioned in the last part of the sentence. So the first step to salvation is believing that Jesus is our Savior. And in Romans 10, 9 through 10, it shows us that believing in the heart is the only important thing. And then after this, telling someone is the next step. So the new birth of your new life occurs in your heart. Baptism is just an outward demonstration to the world of what is already in your heart. You must first get a new heart. And in order to do this, you must wash it in the blood of the Lamb, in the blood of Jesus. And that is what's going to lead you to wanting to be baptized, which is another way of looking at it is being buried in a watery grave and to rise again to the newness of life with Jesus. So in summary, we see that Jesus rises on the third day and angels announce this to, Mar to the Marys who had gone there with the intention to anoint the dead body of Jesus and instead were surprised when they found the tomb empty. Jesus then appears to his followers and disciples, and before departing, he gives the eleven disciples the Great Commission, which is to go out into the world and preach the gospel to every man on earth. We then see that first you must get a new heart by confessing Jesus is the Lord of your life and letting him into your heart. Then you can demonstrate to the world your new heart through baptism. But this is not a condition for salvation, only having a new heart and letting Jesus into your heart as your Savior. The final message is that those who do not believe in Jesus are lost forever, because without faith in his Son, it is impossible to please God. Now let us end with a short prayer. Dear God, Savior of the world, Father and Protector of all life, give us faith, give us strength, give us courage to believe our hearts, and not to be fooled by the world and its many lies. Lord, we accept your Son Jesus into our hearts. We know that he came into this earth to die for our sins on the cross and to resurrect on the third day to give us eternal life. We want to please you, Lord. We want to love you, Lord. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for giving us your love, which we don't deserve. We pray for your mercy upon our life. In Jesus' name, amen. concludes today's reading and interpretation of Mark chapter 16. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.